Hey, and thanks for joining us on this week's episode of For All Things Lexington, the only show dedicated to Lexington, South Carolina, and where a spade is always a spade. Here, we'll talk to and about people, places, groups, things to do, and places to go in and around Lexington, South Carolina. I'm your host, Angela Barrett, and this is For All Things Lexington. Brought to you in part by GervaisStreetBridge.com, Columbia's most unforgettable free-to-list business directory. Thanks, guys, for being with me today. I have Sanaya Jones, and she uh, is the owner and operator of Peaceful Solutions. She's going to tell us all about that. How are you, Nick? I'm there. How are you? Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. So, um, tell me what um, Peaceful Solution, tell me what that is, Peaceful Solutions. Peaceful Solutions is a mediation, comfort resolution training business. I am a solo entrepreneur and I provide mediation services as well as the conflict resolution training. I mediate uh, family court cases, civil cases, community cases, and workplace cases. All right, so let's let's talk about this. So for people who don't know what mediation is, let's first give that um, definition of what a mediation is. A mediation is a process by which uh, a neutral individual, I would be the neutral, I come in to two opposing parties, two, two different parties, a plaintiff, defendant, doesn't have to be a court case, but two opposing parties who are having a conflict or who, or who are having a dispute. And I try to help them resolve that dispute peacefully, hence peaceful solutions. The goal of mediation is to try to reach a voluntary written agreement. So there are court appointed mediations, but there are also media you don't have to have a court appointed no, you do mediation. Not. Let's just say that you and Uncle Fred are not seeing eye to eye about how this will was written or whatever how it was the land supposed to be divided up. You could come in without court and help them come to an agreement without going to court, I guess. Um, peacefully. 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 Yeah. You don't make the decisions. Right. The role of the mediator is to just facilitate the conversation and sort of guide the conversation to uh, help the opposing people establish common ground and try to reach some alternatives that perhaps... Uh, they cannot reach in a court of law in litigation because it's mediation versus litigation. Now, of course, litigation is in a court of law and mediation is not. Right. And a mediator does not make the decision. You're just there to help guide them absolutely to an agreement. I'm not the judge or the jury. Right. In mediation, the beauty of mediation is that the parties themselves, they have the power to make the decision. Right. The mediator does not they have the power. And of course, that's the benefit of mediation. You you are relinquishing your power if you don't reach a voluntary written agreement in mediation. You're relinquishing, you're giving up that power to a judge or a jury once you leave mediation. Right. Now, there are court-appointed mediations, meaning, well, I'll let you give that meaning. <laughs> well, court-appointed mediation are those mediations where someone has gone into the court system, they filed a complaint, and in the state of South Carolina, 
if it is a contested court case, they're going to be required to go to mediation. Right. Um, yeah, well, thank you for that good explanation because um, a lot of times I think people misunderstand a mediator's job. Like, the mediator is going to make the decision. No, no, that's not how that works. That's not true. That is not true. And that's, I'm glad I don't have the power to make the decision. Amen. Because mediation <laughs> is strictly for the parties themselves to, to make the decision and uh, come up with a voluntary written ag- agreement. Of course, if they come up with an agreement, I will facilitate writing that agreement for them and uh, putting it down on paper for them. Right. Now, you saw also do consulting and training. Tell me about that. The conflict resolution training that I teach is a self-analysis tool. One of the things involved in conflict resolution and conflict resolution training, I try to help people realize that everybody plays a role in conflict. So in my training, it's perhaps different because I focus solely on the individual And I try to help people realize their accountability and their responsibility in the conflict. Whether they see themselves as the victim or whether they see them, you know, they are the aggressor or they are the, um, what is the word when they egg it on? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Instigator? Instigator um, or enabler. You could be the enabler in a in a conflict as well. And in my training, in my conflict resolution training, I do talk about the different roles that are played in a conflict, the, the different types of roles, the different types of conflict styles and tactics that people use. All of that is covered in my training. And I try to help people identify their conflict tactic and their conflict style and the role that they play in conflict. And I use real, real life scenarios in my um, training. So give me an example of a real life scenario. Oh, wow. Uh, gosh. One of the trainings that I use, one of the examples that I use in training. Well, yeah, a real life uh, example or uh, something you might would use. For instance, suppose you were in college and you were having an ongoing issue with a roommate. And I'll use my, my, one of my examples from college at, at USC. Uh, we, there was a conflict with a roommate where she felt like I needed to clean out the refrigerator because I didn't work. She did. And that was uh, really, it, it, it escalated into a major conflict for us. It started out minor. Sure. Uh, you know, I wiped down the refrigerator and then um, it escalated into something larger. And so that would be a real life scenario that I may or may not use in my training, right? Anything that can start out small that has the potential to escalate into a conflict and everybody has a role. Like for instance, my role in that conflict, I, I played a role in that conflict. I played a role in causing it to escalate. She, she did as well. So I take real life scenarios and try to help people in my training realize and understand their role in the conflict and how they need to be accountable for the role that they play in the conflict. You know, because you're going to come in conflict, um, I hope not daily, but it could be. I mean, it could be something as simple as, you know, today, for instance, it clearly says, hey, we're recording. 
come busting in the door like, hello? <laughs> you know, I could have taken that and been upset, but I was, you know, I guess you're busy on your phone, didn't see, you know. However, but you could have simple little conflicts like that, and it's how you react to the conflict. Not how you feel, it's how you react, right? This is how you react. I'll tell you the most simple conflict that's been circling around these last two or three years has been to mask or not to mask. <laughs> that in and of itself is a simple thing, right? But the decision to wear a mask or not wear a mask has been causing conflict these last two or three years. Well, I think it's somebody's very own personal decision. If it's not required, I mean, um, you know, for a while there we were required. But um, but that is, you know, a very personal thing, whether you want to wear a mask. I think I was telling you before, my mother wears hers all the time. She'd love for my dad to, but it makes my dad very hot. He gets nauseated. I'm like, Mom, he's going to oogie in my car and i don't want to clean it up please don't make me wear that <laughs> no uh, but it, yeah you're right it has caused conflicts and but it is a personal decision well one of the things i have on my website and you'll see it right as soon as you look at my website conflict we can't live without it but we don't know how to deal with it that's right that's not true and of course the decision to whether to mask or not to mask is, is a prime example of that. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, you also do a conflict resolution group session, sort of the same thing, except for a group. Yes, that's the what that's the conflict resolution training is is a group. Oh, okay, group training. Um, and then you do consulting, and that's the same thing, or maybe you go into businesses and consult mm -hmm. for. Yes. In the consulting aspect of my business, I would come to an organization and I would do more in-depth. The training, the cover resolution training would be a segment of the consulting services, but it would be more in-depth to include focus groups, um, surveys, and interviewing staff. I would come in and observe the culture of the organization and then sort of go on from there by observing the culture and reviewing any documentation that the company might need me to see. Hmm. I could think one that needs your help. Um, Great. <laughs> so now why, um, what are the means in which, I know court, but the means in which people come to you or can come to you, um, obviously go through your website, but why would, why do they choose to go to you I mean, other than I've had it? It's, I, I, well, I think I hear you asking, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. One of the ways people get to me is, by, is through my website. And uh, oftentimes it's because they've been mandated to go to mediation. So they are searching for mediators. So uh, that is one way that people are getting to me. Um, and of course, referring someone told them about peaceful solutions. But someone, people would choose, will, people will choose and should choose and have chosen Peaceful Solutions because of the price. I charge $100 an hour, and that is certainly lower than some other mediators in the state of South Carolina. Yeah. I price, price, price. That is you, still, you still get the same quality service, but at, but at a lower cost to the individual. I got you. Um, so, uh, what is... See, I told you. <laughs> so, we just tried to open the door again. Um, 
What is resolution rate syndrome? Resolution rate syndrome is a, a phrase that I coined because I know I'm, I've observed a lot of mediators, attorney mediators, and um, I know a lot of attorney mediators. And so I, I, a lot of mediators are always focused on resolving the mediation. And here's the thing. The only people that can resolve a mediation that can come to an agreement are the parties themselves. That's the first thing. Right. The second thing is if it does not um, result in a written resolution or written agreement, doesn't mean that the mediation wasn't successful. But a lot of people, mediators that I know are so focused on it wasn't a success because it did not end up in a written agreement. And that's simply just not true because mediate, keep in mind mediation. It's, I tell people in mediation, it's an opportunity to begin again. It's not, mediation is not the time to go back and point fingers at one another. It's the opportunity to to begin again. It's an opportunity to, the mediator helps each party see the conflict through a different lens Mm -hmm. and try to, the mediator tries, I try to help people see the conflict from the other's point of view. And it's the opportunity that mediation opens the door to consider something else, to consider something different, to begin again. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to trust the process because just because you doesn't end in a resolution today, it doesn't mean that you want next week, next month, next year, because mediation, it simply opens the door. Right. And explains it in a different way, in different words that aren't as hurtful or jabbing, stabbing when you're yeah. when you're part of that conflict, it's hard not to be um kind of well angry or saddened or whatever the case may be about what's going on. So it's it's good to have somebody who's right. And and the unbiased part and the mediator can help guide that. Because oftentimes people do come in angry. There's a lot of contention in mediation. But the mediator helps uh, help will help manage that. Right, right, yeah. Um. So now, how did you? Um. This is not your lifelong career. This kind of came later. So tell us how you um, got where you are now. Give us the background of where you've worked before and what led to this. I mean, peaceful solutions. Well, I started my career at, in state government. I worked at the Department of Corrections, the Department of Juvenile Justice. And actually, in both of those agencies, I did a lot of the same work. I um, investigated allegations of policy violations and excessive force, abuse and neglect. And from there, I when I went to Columbia College while I was employed full-time at, at Juvenile Justice, and I had them the luxury of taking a mediation course while I was working full time. And I saw mediation just came alive in the mediation course that I took at Columbia College when I was getting my master's degree. And actually, I did my thesis at DJJ as a result of getting that degree. And I saw that there was a correlation between um, power control, face saving and verbal aggressiveness. And so therein started my career. Um, I knew where I, where I was going to go once I left state government. And that's how I started a career in the mediation. And I will say this, when I was employed at the cor- Corrections and DJJ, I was also a volunteer arbitrator. 
<laughs> for um, Richland County Sheriff's Department and Lexington County Solicitor's Office. So I had gotten into mediation somewhat through arbitration, but as you're aware, arbitration, when I have a, when I was a volunteer arbitrator, I held a hearing and I did so act like the judge because I imposed a sanction on the kids. But mediation is totally different. Um, as a mediator, I don't impose any sanctions. The parties themselves, they reach an agreement. Right. Much more peaceful job, isn't it? Always. What did my pencil? So, how well, you were in state government for how long? Well, actually, I got my full retirement after 28 years of service. Nice. And I will tell anybody the best thing that you can do if you go to get, go get a, a, a career in state government, go right after you finish college because then you can retire right. early and start a whole new career. There you go. Because I got into state government right after I graduated from college. Yeah. And you opened Peaceful Solutions when? I started my website in 2013, I think. I think it was 2013, somewhere along there. Okay, 2013, gotcha. Um, so other than the fact that I know for a fact that both of us are koalas. Yes, come on, Yay, go koala. <laughs> That's right. Um, tell us a little bit personally about you. Well, I was born in Greenville, South Carolina, and the way I got here in Columbia and Lexington, I attended the University of South Carolina and earned a bachelor's degree in journalism. So that's not uh, go cops. Yeah, I'm <laughs> about now. The basketball team, by the way, teams are doing exceptionally well. And so um, that's how I ended up in the Columbia uh, area by going this to USC. Uh, and then I um, got married. And I, well, before I got married, I started attending Brooklyn Baptist Church in 1985. I became a member in October of 1985, and I've been attending Brooklyn Baptist since 1985. Um, yeah. Then I got married there, and uh, my husband was from the Lexington area, and uh, we had a child, and now she has relocated to the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, that is um, a lot different atmosphere than we have here, and um, I can't say that I'm jealous about it. I would like it, you know, every once in a while, but I like our laid-back little we can't say lazy anymore because it's very hustle and bustle, but it's still not Washington, D.C. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, every time you drive for a visit, it, it takes, once you get into that Virginia area, right? traffic is so backed up. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it's an eight-hour drive. It is. It's just a crazy place. It's the work, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a work day of driving. That's right. That's right. So I have one um, final question for you. If you have the attention of the whole world and at one time, the attention of the whole world at one time, and you could tell them something in a sentence or two, what would you say? This doesn't have to be work-related. Don't escalate. Mediate. That's right. Don't retaliate. Mediate. Right. Don't bear arms. Extend arms. Right. Resolve conflicts peacefully. Peacefully. Yes. Peaceful. Right. I love it. I love it. So tell us your website. PeacefulSolutionsLLC.com. And my contact number is 803-609-3069. I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for um, being here today. It was a pleasure to go koala. Thank you. (laughs) 
Thanks for hanging out with us today, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a person, business, idea, an event that Lexington needs to know more about, email me, local at forallthingslexington.com. That's the number four, y'all. And by Angela Barrett at homematterssc.com. Building on what matters to you.